Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Waterglow Podcast. We're your hosts, Ben and Indigo. And today we're going to be talking about the Great Mirror. Ooh, yeah, the Great Mirror. <laughs> That's something. Yeah, kind of terrifying sometimes. <laughs> well, yeah, until you really learn to, to love yourself, the Great Mirror moments can be really, really scary. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, it's uh, I've gotten stuck a couple of times in like extreme self judgment in the in the mirror. Yeah, and and it's really important to try not to judge yourself. Like you don't judge other people, so why judge yourself? Right, right. And uh, I don't know. I think like um, kind of coming to terms with certain things that you sort of subconsciously judge about yourself yeah. uh, makes it a lot easier to deal with like not judging other people oh for the absolutely same thing. yeah 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 the i know for me the first like major great mirror moment that i had that was my self-realization that was my awakening that was self-awareness that was me activating yeah yeah and it changes your entire perspective. Mm-hmm. It definitely does. Um, that, that, that's kind of the, I guess, the most important thing that I got out of uh, my Kundalini awakening, you know? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, um, they, they, they kind of went hand in hand a bit. Like, you know, I had the Kundalini awakening, started seeing some, like, and understanding some, like, really trippy stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I started seeing the great mirror and it was just like, wow, okay, I'm going to take a step back for a second. Yeah. And there's, <laughs> there's a lot of, for me, I don't know about you, but for me, I also get physical sensations when I have those mirror moments, mm-hmm. like your heart rate shoots way up. You have the, the vibe of anxiety. Yeah. Uh, my breath gets a little short, like, because it's intense. It's, mm-hmm. it's an incredible incredibly intense moment and so incredibly sacred Mm -hmm. like not there are people who will never ever ever experience looking in the mirror and being aware of the mirror right yeah yeah me i get like full body tangles yeah and so it, it like it feels like being like minorly electrocuted all over yeah yeah and like you're frozen in time almost yeah 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 this like weird like very strange stuff in like uh like around the crown chakra mm-hmm. yeah yeah because yeah. you're seeing the oneness of all things and mm-hmm. you access singularity through the crown yep exactly you clear yeah. all your chakras ground to the earth or however you choose to ground and your connection to source allows you access to singularity which is where all information exists if it ever has currently does or ever will but when you first have that mirror moment, all you see is yourself. Yep. Yeah. And you have to clean your mirror and clear all these traumas and distractions and fears. And you can use the mirror to heal. And mm-hmm. then once you get through the healing, you could use it for a lot of other really cool stuff. Yeah. Cool things. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I, I think I think the first... Um, the first time I, I, I got it, I had like this realization that I was kind of um, using 
subconsciously sort of like using connections with other people to mask my own insecurities. Oh, yeah. And, stuff. Yeah. and I was just like, oh, my God, I did not know I was doing that. OK. Yeah. Those you start seeing parts of yourself that are in the shadow. There are parts of yourself that you mm -hmm. hid from yourself because you rather not look at them. Right. Exactly. I can exactly. barely remember the stuff that I saw because I, I would address it, heal it and release it. Yeah. Like, I know that I had a lot of self-judgment that I was projecting outwards and I realized, oh, wow, I'm judging them because they're embodying and freely living with something that I hide yeah. or I feel shame and guilt around. So it's not them that I'm judging. I'm actually judging myself. Mm-hmm. And that, that helped me learn not to judge. I mean, we naturally judge here and there. It's just, it's something that it is human nature in today's society, but it's difficult to get rid of completely. Mm -hmm. um, but when you're aware of it, you do it without shame or guilt. You're like, ah, yeah, hmm, I judged a little there. Well, I'll work on that and hopefully it won't happen again. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, just like, like with the judging, like just be, be self-aware. You know? Right. If you're going to do it, at least be aware that that is what you're doing and mm -hmm. don't blame the other person. Like right. they're just living their life. Leave them alone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That particular one, I think I kind of like I had that realization kind of slowly over a very long period of time. Right. You know, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's like um, uh, I mean, I, I did read some like Carl Jung back in the day and yeah. he, he, he talks a bit about that kind of thing like what irritates us about others uh, brings us to a greater awareness of our of ourselves right and if yeah. you can understand what that means you can use what you're irritated about in others and what you judge in others to understand yourself better and that's the mm -hmm. thing right like we're all mirrors we're all mirroring you back to you yeah. We're mirroring each other back to the observer. Mm -hmm. And when you have that awareness, when when you know that, that is self-awareness. That is understanding. And it helps you navigate from a higher frequency. It right. helps you navigate reality from a, a space of love mm -hmm. um, for the most part. But you're also human. Sometimes things happen and you get knocked down a couple frequencies and you judge or you lash out or whatever. And the key to that is to forgive yourself, let it go and keep moving. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that one definitely took me a while to, to <laughs> kind of get a handle on, you know, uh, self-forgiveness. Right. Um, I think that that's kind of an important part of the the mirror is like being able to look at yourself with. Uh, forgiveness and love and compassion. Right. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's, it's always been really easy for me to like um, forgive and move past uh, like other people, you know, like lashing out here and there, stuff yeah. like that. I'm just like, oh, I, I get it. You know, I do the same thing sometimes. Yeah. And then I look at myself and I'm like, you rotten bastard. <laughs> How <laughs> yeah. dare you? It, it really does like. It blows my mind how you do that. Like, if somebody else does it, you're just like, it's cool. I get it. Yeah. It's fine. Mm -hmm. But I've seen you beat yourself up over it. Not anymore, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're, you've gotten... You, because you've kind of gotten to the point where you don't even do it anymore. You don't lash out. You you move with intention. Yeah. And um, interestingly, the 
the way that I got there was through self-forgiveness. Self-forgiveness, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, I don't know. I, I guess it's a, another one of those situations where you tend to manifest your fears. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know? And so like, I'm afraid of being an asshole, so I act like one. Yep, yep. and you're totally unaware of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Until you're not. And then you have that mirror moment. You're like, oh, I was the asshole. Mm-hmm. I was the jerk in that situation. Yep. Holy cow. Yeah, yeah. That that can get really uncomfortable. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seeing how you were the one in the wrong. Yeah. 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 I mean, but I don't know. I, as a result of understanding that lashing out, you know, I'm still understanding how to read the mirror like Mm -hmm. i'm understanding now that sometimes the mirror is not direct sometimes the mirror is angled Mm -hmm. sometimes the mirror is not cleaned and polished and it's showing you different parts of yourselves or even alternate versions of yourself like Mm -hmm. what you could have become and there's so many moving parts to it but once you you have the full-on mirror moment and you see that everything is you, you can start to understand how the mirrors are angled. Some of them are dirty. Some of them are clean. None better or worse than the next. Just different. Right. All serving a purpose. Mm-hmm. So, like, even in the moments where I can't actually clearly see how somebody is mirroring me back to me or some aspect of myself, I do my best to move with intention. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. there are moments where I'm like, oh, bitch, you want to be petty? Okay, I'll play mirror you. I'll match energy, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But not always. It's usually only when it's somebody that I actually care about. If mm-hmm. I don't care, I don't engage. If yeah. I care, I'm like, nah, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck me too, because I know you're just some aspect of myself. I can't see how, but fuck that aspect of myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely get that. And, you know, that's something... Um, like you said, like some sometimes it's it's direct and sometimes it is not, you know. Right. And you know, I, I I've heard, uh, seen and heard, um, a lot of, uh, I guess, some of the, like spiritual Twitter accounts. Oh you know? boy. Um, back <laughs> in the day, uh, social couple, media gurus. Yes, a couple of years ago. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. But anyway, a couple of years ago, uh. I saw a lot of people talking about projection, right? Oh, yeah. And, like, in some way, I, I I feel like I'm pretty sure a lot of the this reality works through projection. Oh, right? at it's just any like, given time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, you start to see the edges of that. And you see, start seeing glimpses of it, and you're like, whoa, it's all projection, right? right? Yeah. And I think uh, I, I kind of saw some people talking about how everything was, like, direct projection like um i don't think things like like murderers exist therefore you are one. Oh god and stuff yeah. like that you it's can't, like no <laughs> you can't function in this reality with that mentality no 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 um no yeah and like you know that that's something that like i i kind of had to come to terms with i guess right was, was like and, and you know i kind of like had had the realization uh, a while ago that uh, sometimes there's uh, certain things that are just projected outwards because it's not part of who you are. Right. Right. Exactly. It's like discarding it. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and sometimes there's uh, like 
like an inverted mirror projection. Right. Like um, two halves of a particular two-sided dynamic. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I don't know, like, um, uh, like a, a, um, like a murderer and a victim. Right. Right. They're inverted. They're the same. Yeah. Th- they're reflecting each other, but yeah. opposites. Yes. Which is yes. what duality is. Right. Exactly. For every one side, the opposite has to exist. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is my current understanding. Like, I'm learning more about unity and how that functions. But while in duality, if a, we'll just use this as an example. If an angel exists, then there has to be a demon to balance it. Right. Which is which makes it easy to give gratitude to both sides because I like angels mm-hmm. and I, I want to interact with them. I think they're cool, whatever. You know, they do good stuff. At least that's what the book says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if I have to be cool with a demon existing in order for that angel to exist, then all right, I could deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. Just as an example. Right. That's <laughs> yeah. duality. It's just how it works. Yeah, exactly. And like... <laughs> Um, it kind of kind of reminds me of like um Hegel, uh, Hegel's philosophy. Go on. Like the, um, <laughs> uh, this one gets misunderstood a lot, but the the Hegelian dialectic is this it, this idea that um everything in reality, like the evolution of the universe, uh, fundamentally operates by creating an idea the opposite of the idea and then blending them together right yeah which is unity right when you can match the two halves you reach unity it's not that the two halves stop existing mm-hmm. it's that they ex- they coexist peacefully right and that's when you experience unity it's nothing in the reality actually changes mm-hmm. it's just your perspective of it yeah yes exactly and that i think is an important thing uh, i know like um there was kind of a thing going on for a while, like, you know, like all unity, fuck duality. Right. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, first off, that itself is duality. Right. You yeah. know, unity versus <laughs> duality is yeah. duality. Right. You immediately <laughs> create duality when you create conflict. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, and also like, um, I don't know, I, I tend to think of things in like, uh, scientific terms a lot, right? Right, like, and a, a very good example of duality is in particle physics, right? Okay. Like, uh, electric charge, right? Mm-hmm. Electrons are negative, uh, protons are positive, right? And neutrons are neutral, right? exactly. The, yeah. So if you only have neutrality, you just have nothing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have the unified. Yeah. Halves, but yeah. 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 I get what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Chemistry wouldn't work. You right. Know? We, we wouldn't be here if we were all neutrons. Right. Uh, I mean, exactly. The only thing that would be in existence would just be a bunch of like neutron stars. Right. That's it. <laughs> yeah. It would be boring. Yeah. I mean, from our perspective anyway. Yeah. Yeah. The, there's, there's a lot of like dynamics that just don't exist without duality. Duality. Yeah. And it's here for a reason. I mean, I like to, I did not like duality while I was in it. Yeah. And it, while it was all I knew. And mm-hmm. then I accessed singularity unity. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Terrifying, but cool. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started learning how to weave in and out. And I was like, okay, duality is not that bad. It's yeah. actually not when you understand what it is. Mm-hmm. And you can access that neutron. Yeah, the the, the, the neutral energy. Yeah. Yeah. You, you could... <laughs> You can unite the two sides and then you can separate them again and have fun playing in duality. Yeah. Like yeah. you can actually control that yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really cool. Yeah. And and some of it is like, you know, a change in consciousness and sometimes it's just a perspective. Right. Like, right. Just yeah. being able to understand it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's not easy to understand. That's one of the things that we're really trying to help with is, is, a lot of, from what I understand, a lot more people are accessing the higher levels of awareness. They're having mirror moments. They're experiencing singularity. Mm-hmm. They're accessing something that we were never taught about, right? And we were never uh, how given the tools to navigate. Mm-hmm. And it's ineffable. It's something that's that is extremely difficult to understand let alone talk about mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that we're trying to do is is help put into perspective something that is so far outside our current level of understanding as a collective so that people can explore this space and learn how to use it right yeah for themselves and for creation and for others mm-hmm. yep uh, to me one of the most fascinating aspects of that like like i was thinking about like you know how to talk about it right right and a lot of that is just kind of building up a symbolic language to talk about it with right yeah you know um and it's really interesting how often like i'll have some kind of revelation or something or i'll i'll start understanding something um and then like i'll start seeing it everywhere yeah and you know, it's it, it, it's not that it suddenly appeared. It's just that I understand what was being said before. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of a lot of movies and like music and TV shows and stuff have a lot of like really deep shit in it. Oh, absolutely. And when you reach that level of awareness, you can see mm-hmm. it. You, you before you awaken, before you self realize, and before you access those higher frequencies, you watch TV shows and you're just like, this is a great show. I like it. The director did a good job. That's got my favorite actor. I like the set and the colors. Mm-hmm. And then when you reach, when you go higher and higher in frequency and you start understanding the symbolism in it and the metaphor and, and stuff, TV shows become kind of like guidebooks almost. Like yeah. Yeah. This, higher force can speak directly to you not only through everything around you but tv shows movies podcasts Mm -hmm. other things it it will kind of direct you towards what you need to see and if you can flow and just fluidly follow it you can get all kinds of information that will help you on your path yeah yeah like it'll just give it to you whatever you want to know if it's personal or private then you don't get to know Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I've had that happen before with tele- telepathic experience. I'll ask a question or I'll find myself pondering something about someone else. And then mm-hmm. the TV show I'm watching will immediately say the word private. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Don't want to cross boundaries. <laughs> yeah. Very clear. None of your business. Exactly. Yeah. Like it'll straight up protect your privacy. Yep. But if you're like intentionally lying or trying to manipulate people or whatever it will tattletale on you so fucking fast like if you're moving with bad intentions it'll narc you out and other people who can access that space are going to be like "Eh, eh, nope 
I see you. Yes. I know what you're doing. Yep. Yep. No, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that whole thing gets it gets a little bit weird sometimes <laughs> with like, I don't know. There's there's kind of a feeling that you get when you get those messages, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah. There's the tingles. Yeah, the the tingles and like this I don't know, I get a little bit dizzy sometimes. Yeah. When I, when you I know what it feels like for it. me? Hmm? Is that scene in Doctor Strange when she punches him out of his body? That's what it feels like for me. It feels like somebody's just like, like a cat grabs a kitten by the scruff and just yanks it along its way. That's what it feels like for me. Just like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, But yeah, I I know like I kind of got caught up, uh, I don't know. About a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, I, I got a little bit caught up in like trying to follow synchronicities a little bit too closely. Yeah. Right. Um, I think everybody does. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, where's this go? Yeah, exactly. And like, I don't know, trying to read them. That and, can go bad yes. very easily. Yes. Yes. And that's the thing. Like, you know, you you got to under. OK, the, the feeling is kind of a, a tell. For genuine communication, right. right? Yeah. Um. And like sometimes it's like um. I don't know. You, for for me, it's been important for me to like um. Trust myself and how I interpret things, but also, um, not cling too tightly to my interpretation. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I. I spent the first year after my singularity moment, establishing a language with Mm -hmm. this unseen force. And for that year, I got majority of the shit, the messages wrong. And I kept myself in this horrible state (laughs) of fear and paranoia because I thought I was reading the messages as like, somebody's following you, somebody's out to get, you know. Yeah. But it turns out they were metaphors for something different. Mm -hmm. And once I finally figured that out, I was like, oh, wow, I literally like scared the shit out of myself because I misunderstood these messages and took them as this. It's literal. It's exactly, that's what it means. I'm in danger. I'm in trouble. No, it was metaphor and symbolism. And Mm -hmm. once I figured that out, it was like, oh, this is easy. Wow. I really played myself for a year (laughs) straight. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I, uh, I've I've learned not to cling too tightly to interpretations. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh you know, I, I don't know. I, don't, I haven't really had that much of a problem with that. Um Lucky. Yeah. I mean, I I, I did get kind of sucked into some ideas of what was going on, you know. Yeah. Uh well, it's, yeah, everybody does. Yeah, it's fun Most to make up do. stories. Yeah. Um I don't know. Just make sure they're good ones yes. and not scary ones. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's important. But speaking uh, from experience. Yes. But I, I think like uh, I um I've always I've always, I've I've never really had a problem with updating mental models, you know. And I, I think a lot of that has to do with just like how I studied science back in the day. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that you're always open to being wrong. That's true. Yeah. Like you're 
constantly like, if I can be proven wrong, then I will accept that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, I don't know. I've never met somebody so humble. Like, you're always, you, when you know that you're right, you're like, uh, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> sure. You could believe that if you want, but I know I'm right. Yeah. And when somebody disproves you with evidence and makes it make sense to you, you're like, you know what? I got it wrong. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's why. That that probably yes. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I was thinking about like you know science stuff, right? Like you know, I, I did a lot of like reading about like science history and things, like, right? You know, like you know, th- they used to think that um, maggots like spontaneously appeared from rotten meat, right? right? Yeah, you know, stuff like that, and you know, people. People had wrong mental models for what was going on. It made sense with how much information they had. Right. Um, but, like, if your model is wrong, you got to let it go. Exactly. Or you're just going to be wrong forever. And you're going to look really silly while yeah. more evidence comes out to prove that you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you got to let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, you know, it, it, I've been there where I've had to be like, oh, shit, I got it wrong. I I misunderstood. Mm-hmm. I got some messages wrong, and I was wrong. Yeah, and it's it's a huge show of power, and it's a huge show of intelligence when you can do that. I don't mm-hmm. know. I wish people understood that that like, if you stand up and say I was wrong on this particular thing, it shows everybody that you're trustworthy, that you're honest, that you're humble. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I would want to be around somebody who says I got it wrong. Yeah. Like yeah. I already plan for my one of my first tweets back to be like I have revised my stance on a lot of things. Yeah. Because <laughs> I no longer believe some of the stuff that I said before. Mhm. Yeah, which is a sign of growth and evolution. Yes. Yes. My <sighs> mental model at the time was different. Now mm-hmm. it's evolved, it's grown, new experiences have come into play and I've changed my stance on a lot. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. Change. Exactly. Yep. Yep. How boring would it be if we were the same people since like 20? Yeah. Could you imagine oh, not God. changing at all? That is not growing. Just thinking about that is kind of cringe. Yeah. <laughs> I would not want to be. Well, no, no, I wouldn't. The The party days were fun, but no, I wouldn't want to still be that person. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to be like Mr. Awkward Insecure again. Right. No, thank you. <laughs> And I'm good on dancing around on a stage and, you know, yeah, having dollar bills thrown at me. Not as a stripper, as a different kind of entertainer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, like, but yeah, those mere moments mm-hmm. really can help you with growth. Like, yeah, if you're brave enough to face it again, I, I, I think I don't know. I, I would think that you would not have the mere moments if you could not mentally handle them. Right. Your spirit team wouldn't allow it to happen. Now, when you have those mirror moments, it can feel like, why the fuck is this happening? Why would why would they do this to me? Like, why would they put... Because sometimes you have to have the shit scared out of you yeah. to get you to change and mm-hmm. move. Because what you were doing was a, was a destructive path that was leading you down a road that was not going to end well for you. Mm-hmm. So your spirit team came in and was like, nah, we got this. We got to do this. We got to do the boo. Yeah. We got to do the scare event. We got to, we got to get this fool thinking right. 
Yeah. So they throw that mirror in front of you and it's like, ah, ah, I'm the problem. Yeah. I'm the one screwing my life up. Not everybody else. I'm doing it to myself. And then you can use the mirror to see like where you're failing yourself. Not necessarily failing yourself sounds bad, but like where you need work, where you need more of your own love and attention Mm -hmm. and nurturing. And you can see like where you might need help from others, like asking other people to help you see this part of yourself that you're having a difficult time seeing because you hid it from yourself. Yeah. It's kind of like, like when you suppress trauma, mm-hmm. like you hide it so well from yourself that, that you can't find it. Mm-hmm. So the mirror helps with that, helps you see the spots that you can't normally see. Yes. Yes. You know, uh, asking others for help that's been kind of a <laughs> kind of difficult for me to get used to you yeah. know because you're you know, doing really well with it lately though yeah yeah I've, I've definitely um definitely gotten way better with that but like i don't know i went through a period of time where it was just like no i have to do all of this myself right right yeah i think a lot of that had to do with just like how many times that i had asked for help and in the past and gotten the opposite of help right you know or their brand their version of what they think you need yeah 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 yeah. but yeah um i have noticed with this um you know the spiritual development uh process you always get what you need not what you want yeah it's rarely the same it aligns sometimes yeah sometimes rarely yeah 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 and, exactly. You know, it's like you. Know, I, I want to heal this particular thing, and it's like, well, you gotta, you gotta look at yourself. It's like, no, I don't want to. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or like, you'll set the intention to heal something, and then you have to actually go through an uncomfortable experience in order to heal it. Ooh, yeah. Like yeah. I, I went through that with some patterns and cycles that I wanted to break. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, you want to break this pattern? We're going to go ahead and put you in the situation of the exact same pattern and you can go ahead and try to break it. Yep. Have fun. It's in your spirit team's just like, have a great day at school. It's nothing to them while you're going through this turmoil, emotional, yeah. mental, sometimes physical turmoil. And they're like, yeah, you're doing great. Mm-hmm. You're doing great. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I've, uh, I've, I've gone through some of that stuff too. It's so weird. Yep. And I was just like, you know, why do I have to be so stubborn about this shit? Right. And just a word of advice from somebody who decided to fast track that process. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the best things that you can do for yourself is once you're through it and you realize that you did indeed break the pattern and you healed whatever you needed to heal or whatever you were after healing, if you need to just let the let the situation go altogether. Like yeah. you could keep the lessons, keep the wisdom, keep all the good stuff that came from it, but don't keep looking back at it. Like sometimes you have to go through some fucked up shit to break a pattern. Why would you torture yourself by reliving it in all the ways you could have done it differently? That's just something mm-hmm. I used to do and I realized, "Oh, I don't have to like do that. I could just be like, well, that situation sucked. Let me move on now." Yeah. Like you really can just put it down in real time and just be done with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I t- see. I didn't know that. Yeah. I know you could do it. I've watched you do it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, that's that, it's kind of weird. I've never had a problem with that. Yeah, see, I yeah. I held everything until I realized I didn't have to, which was only about three years ago. <laughs> yeah, I carried it all. I had the weight of the world mm-hmm. on me. Yeah, my my all of my problem was like <laughs> like I don't know, putting too much pressure on myself and self judgment kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, which uh, I think is part of why I kind of struggled with the mirror a little bit. Yeah, it was yeah. like hey. Look at this thing about yourself that you don't like. Yeah, it's so frustrating. Yeah, and I'm I'm just like, I already do that enough. <laughs> right, but like the more you clear all that and you mm-hmm. learn to love yourself, when you start looking in the mirror, you start seeing some really good stuff. Yeah. Like I know with full certainty that I'm fucking amazing. Like yes. I am awesome. Mm-hmm. I am one incredible person. Yep. And I don't need anybody else to believe that. Like, it's amazing. It's very free. There's nothing that anybody could say to me to make me doubt how fucking amazing I am. Yep. And that's not that's not arrogance. It's confidence. It's because Mm -hmm. I did the work to get to the point where I could truly and genuinely love who I am. Yep. Yep. And anytime somebody tries to say, like, you're cocky, you're arrogant you know, you shouldn't feel so good about yourself. And I'm like, why? Why yeah. do you feel that you have any level of authority mm-hmm. to tell me that I should not love myself? Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know. I've, I've had some people be like, you know, you should be ashamed of yourself. And I'm just like, I did that for 30 years. I'm good. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, nah. <laughs> no, I'm not going to be ashamed. I'm just going to put it down and be like, I eh, won't do that again. Let me yeah. continue on. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, it's just part of who I am. Deal with like it. it. That's fine. If I have, have to, to deal with the fact that you're a judgmental asshole, <laughs> then you can deal with the fact that I love myself. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yep. It's It's really really weird and that's a mirror moment right mm-hmm. like yeah. you're judging me for something i have that you wish you had mm-hmm. right i am yep. mirroring you back to you it's in there you have it you just buried it under a lot of trauma and yep. pain yeah yep you could love yourself too mm-hmm. it's a path worth taking hard as shit uh yeah but worth it but yes. you got to be willing to look at yourself and not everybody is right yeah i mean the past like Three years have been like so intense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like three straight years of this shit, like yeah. nonstop <laughs> lesson after lesson. We, I mean, we basically had our ass beat oh. by spirit. Yeah. yeah. It's like I kept getting like strength training sinks. Like mm-hmm. basically it's like you get your ass beat. You're handed a sandbag to carry up a mountain. Right. And then you, you get a, you get a few yards up and then you you get another sandbag thrown on your back and then you can't you take a few more yards and then another sandbag and and you're getting stronger and stronger and you're carrying more and more weight and then at the top they take all the sandbags off and you basically fly down (laughs) yeah because you're so strong yep yeah 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 i don't know when this whole when this whole thing first started like um i kind of got the impression that it was like uh, like spiritual boot camp that's exactly what it felt like yeah and Oh, my God. I had no idea. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Honestly, I think that if people knew what ascension actually entails, they wouldn't want it. Probably. Especially, especially the Love and Light Mafia. Reject the darkness. 
all the demons must die. Those people, they have no idea that you spend about a year of that time in hell finding your way through it, through Mm -hmm. the darkness, integrating it, collecting wisdom and lessons from those demons. This is all metaphor. We're not crazy. We're just speaking in the language that we can. Yes. You, You collect the wisdom that is required to exit the darkness from the creatures of the darkness. And then you finally reach the exit door and guess who's standing there waiting to open the door for you? The devil himself. And you sit there and you have a little conversation with the devil. And then he's like, all right, you're good. You're cool. You can, you can pass. Yep. And then you go through the door and you're like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. (laughs) But you no longer give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Your give a damn's broken. You're confident. You love yourself. You are spiritually solid. Yep. Like the process is worth it, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, in, in, in case anyone um, thinks that that sounds totally bizarre and weird or like sacrilegious or whatever. It is. Um, well, yeah, it is. <laughs> also, most of the modern ideas of hell uh, in uh, modern Christian mythology, like the 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 Christian uh, like idea of hell, modern, right? Right. That was confusing as shit. Anyway, the, 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 the idea the, is a metaphor. Yeah, and most of it comes from uh, Dante. Right. The, yeah. Oh, go. Yeah. The divine, that. the divine Comedy. Yep. And that was the first of the three books. Uh, you know, Inferno. Yeah. The whole thing going through hell. You get to the devil, and then you enter purgatory from there. Right, exactly. Yeah. 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 It's, the process itself, you could, you could easily use the Bible as a guidebook to -hmm. get through the process. You could use the Bible as a map, but you could use any holy text. You could use the Red Book by Mm -hmm. Carl Jung as a map to get through the process. You could use. Yeah. I mean, anything. I mean, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Uh, um, if you understand the language, the coded language, mm-hmm. the the symbols, the metaphor, if you can understand that as a language, not as literal, you can literally use like I don't know Winnie the Pooh as a map to get out. Like, yeah, I actually have a couple of books uh, on Taoism that uses Winnie the Pooh. That, see, yeah. <laughs> Um, but it, just, it, it reminded me there was, um, uh, like, I think it was back in the, um, fifties or sixties, there was a group of scholars that wanted to translate the classic texts of Zen into English. Right. Oh boy. And a, a lot of the Zen masters just kind of, they, they, they were just kind of amused by it. Right. They were right. just like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> and like, uh, the, the scholars are like, what, what, what's going because on? Because they don't know. Right? Yeah. And, and like. And the, 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 the Zen masters realize just like, eh, I mean, you can do that if you want to, but it's kind of pointless because like, if you actually understand Zen, everything is Zen literature. Right. You yeah. Know? It's, it's, it's so true. frustrating because it's so simple. It's yeah. so simple, mm-hmm. but you, you can't explain to, it. You can't explain it. Like yep. I would have to sit with an individual person with nobody else around and talk to them for hours maybe even days or weeks before i could even understand how 
to talk to the person in their language of their perspective to help mm-hmm. them understand it. It's something you have to find on your own. Right. And all it really takes is setting the intention. Mm-hmm. Ask. Yeah. Be like, just sit by yourself, clear your mind, and and set the intention. Tell your spirit team, I want to know. I mm-hmm. want to know that truth that they're referring to. Yeah. And then allow yourself to be led. Yes. I mean, that, that's that's how I did it. Yeah. It's yeah. really, well, yeah. I mean, for me, it was that singularity moment with the Great Mirror. I was watching the Quite Frankly podcast on, mm-hmm. t- on YouTube. Yeah. And it was like his, what he was talking about was interacting with my thoughts. Like I would think, I don't know. I wonder what the weather's going to be like tomorrow. And then he would be talking about rain or something. And I was like, whoa, whoa, what is going on? And it just kept happening for like an extended period of time. So for me, that was my experience. It scared the shit out of me. I literally trembled in fear. And then after that, you can't be the same. Once you experience singularity, oneness, you can never go back to who you were before ever. Yeah. So my options were to spend the rest of my life wondering what the fuck that was <laughs> or push through and take this journey of, I don't even know how to explain it. It was like Lord of the Rings, but in your mind, yeah. like <laughs> take this journey to experience this thing, understand this thing and, and become my best self. Mm-hmm. Like you go through the purification process where everything you are not is burned away. Mm-hmm. And then you stand before the mirror naked and you see your true self and you realize, oh, I'm not all those all those things I thought I was. I'm not all those labels and, you know, all the things that for me, a lot of it was the shit that my parents said, a fuck up, a black sheep, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, uh, I'm not all those things. I am divinity incarnated here to have the experience that I have had. Nothing in my life has been by chance. All of it was to bring me to this moment. Mm-hmm. And you, it changes you. Yeah. Like you, unless you experience it yourself, this is all going to sound insane. Uh, ish. Like, Unless you have experienced it, you can't fully understand it. Right. Yes. But I will tell you one thing. You will see (laughs) that a person is vastly different than they were before. Yeah. Like the the person you were before the great mirror moment, they don't exist anymore. They're gone. They're dead. They're that version of yourself. It's gone. Mm -hmm. And your only option is to march forward into the unknown and rebuild yourself. Yeah. As you would like to be, which is actually really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm way more awesome than I ever thought I could be. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. But yeah. Like, uh, it's, um, I, I kind of went, uh, to some extent still, still a little bit, but like, uh, a, a lot of that happens with like, you know, clearing and healing trauma. Right. Like, um, uh, a, a lot of our, uh, less than ideal behaviors are like a result of either unawareness or some kind of trauma. Right. right. Um, yeah. Like limiting self-beliefs and things like that. Right. right. And, you know, I've, I've uh, worked through a lot of stuff lately, you yeah. know, and uh, th- there are some things that, are, that were just like so tightly tied to my sense of self-identity that like after I healed them, I was just like, 
who the hell am I now? Yeah, you spent a long time being like, I don't know who I am. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't, I don't know how to be me anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's weird though because recently we went through a integration process that was like the best parts of our old self mm-hmm. came back to us. Yeah, it's weird because it was like everything was stripped away and we were just this blank slate of divine energy, mm-hmm. and then we built this new version of ourselves, And I would even say sometimes like, I miss being more witty. I miss my overactive sex drive. Like I miss these things. And then it just started coming back. It's yeah. like the parts I didn't like about myself are gone, but mm-hmm. the parts that I did, they started coming back. Yeah. It's yeah. like really cool. Actually you integrate your old self with your new self. Yeah. And you can like, um, consciously invite those parts of yourself back in. Right. You know? Yeah. I do know for me, there was a weird mental association with, well, my overactive sex drive caused me some trauma. So it's like, you know, you almost reject taking it back because you're like, well, I don't want to do that again. But you have to trust yourself and know that, like, you'll navigate that space differently this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And like, um, it's like... uh, it's it's kind of like the, it, just because you you have an unhealthy relationship with some you had an unhealthy relationship with something doesn't mean that you have to just get rid of it completely right right just heal it yeah exactly it's that simple exactly or at least do not feel shame or guilt around it right yeah I mean like the one example for me is like be I was like selfless to a fault yeah a lot yeah <laughs> to the point of like wearing myself out too much right um. And, you know, that, that, that was like to, uh, it, it, it was a result of, uh, a lack of, um, a sense of self-worth, you know? Yeah. And boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. You had exactly. like no boundaries. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that You're was like... a little, uh, unhealthy, but like getting, kind of getting that, that sense of self-worth back, you know, uh, without relying on, um, constantly putting myself out for everyone else. Right. Um, that, that was a huge part of my self-identity, right? right? And like getting rid of it, it was a little bit disorienting. But like... Um, yeah, it's, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But like, I don't... Uh, you don't want to just like never be selfless, you know? Just right. be like... Just because you you were self, just because I was selfish to a, selfless to a fault for a long time, doesn't mean I'm suddenly going to become a selfish asshole <laughs> right. just to compensate right. and avoid possibly doing that again. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's one of the good things about like. There's also a good part to that, like the fact that you mm-hmm. were that selfless, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if somebody were to be like, well, you're a selfish dick. You're just like, yeah, I know that's not true. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like nobody can fuck with you. It's, it's actually, you know, and that's what you do with those things like mm-hmm. that. You could sit here and be like, I was so selfless. I gave so much of myself away. Poor me. <laughs> or you could be like, I'm so glad that happened because now I know with full certainty that I'm not a selfish asshole. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. So, exactly. you know, like transmutation turn Mm -hmm. a negative into a positive it was a learning experience everybody gained a lot of wisdom involved and Mm -hmm. you know whatever yeah definitely yeah i I, I think like um 
the uh the the I, i've seen a lot of times uh people will like be like kind of reject things just because they had an unhealthy um reason for overusing it in the past right yeah you know um but i, I don't know i i, I, I kind of use the example like if, if if somebody has like an eating disorder where they overeat all the time, you don't just tell them to never eat food again. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's you ridiculous. Discipline. Yeah, exactly. Right. Just use it like. See, I stop did using that. it to like fill a void. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I did that for a while. Like mm-hmm. I was eating my feelings for a while. It was a trauma response. Mm-hmm. If things hurt, you eat. Right. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like. Uh, an addict with drugs or mm-hmm. uh, an alcoholic with alcohol. It hurts. Oh, I should go take a swig. You know, it hurts. Yeah. Oh, I should take another hit. Mm-hmm. Like if you can heal the the trauma that is under the addictive behavior, you can moderate, you know, like for me with food, I would eat a lot because I, I was depressed and I hurt. And then I went to the extreme where I was only eating a small meal a day. Mm-hmm. And I had to find a balance. I finally balanced out at like eat to fuel, not for fun. I used that mantra and I was like, okay. And I was healthy because I was going through that whole listen to your body. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was able to learn discipline. I was able to learn moderation. I was able to learn how to trace the addictive tendencies and, and mm-hmm. find the traumas that they were hiding. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like just about like finding how to have healthy relationships with things. Yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah, and then don't let these asshole love and light gurus tell you that you're not allowed to smoke, you're not allowed to drink, you're not allowed to do drugs, you're not allowed to have fun, you're not allowed to be human, you're not yeah. allowed to have meat. Fuck the rules. You don't. They're actually here's here's a little game hack for you. <laughs> There's actually no rules. That is somebody else trying to control your experience. Yeah. Anything, literally anything in excess can kill you. Yep. The key is to use it in moderation. Mm-hmm. If, and you know when you're using too much, you know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you want to, you know, do a little line at a party, have fun. <laughs> Just don't make it a habit doing it every day. Right. When, if, if you want, see, my current addiction that I'm working on is social media. Yeah. Like I have a problem with my phone. I use it to distract myself. I use it when I get stressed out, but I'm aware. Mm-hmm. Like I'm aware of what triggers it. And and when you're aware, you can moderate it. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like all these addictive tendencies. I'm sorry, but from my perspective, the heroin addict is no different than the social media addict. Yeah. Like it's, it's or the alcoholic. Addiction. Yeah. It's the same reason, different mm-hmm. substance. Right, right. Yep, it's just that we've we've uh, collectively demonized certain substances, right? You, over others. Karen thinks she's better uh, than you know Susie over there in the corner doing lines all day. Karen thinks she's better because she just takes shots all day. Well, yeah. it's alcohol. I could buy it at the store. Yeah. Well, what yeah. about the cocaine? Like, mm-hmm. she bought it at the store on the street. Like, yeah. it's business is business. It doesn't even matter. Like, addiction is addiction. And it stems from trauma. And if long as you're moderating it, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But my point is, don't let anybody else tell you how to experience this reality. You do what you want. Right. The ultimate flex is flow state in mm-hmm. the spiritual world anyway. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. And you know that that's that's uh, uh, I've got I've gotten into (laughs) some debates with people in the past uh, on social media. I'm more spiritual than you because I don't masturbate. (laughs) (laughs) I've got yeah, I've had that one before too. But but the whole like do what you want thing. Yeah. Um. Oh Lord, I've had so many people. Get all up on my case about that. It's that they always, 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 every like, time. What you mean, murder? Every single every time. Every time. Every time. <laughs> and I'm just like, I didn't know that's what you wanted to do. Right. Thank it, you for it, letting me know. <laughs> and people don't realize they're telling on themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> do you really truly believe that if all law were removed, people would just kill each other? Do you really think that's how that would go? Yeah. yeah. Or maybe. Maybe it's the laws that drive people to want to hurt other people. Mm. Tell me I can't and I will. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But I'm just I'm just thinking like, you know, like there was a time before there were any laws. Uh somehow we survived them. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I went through that with my, there's a phase where you realize that there was a time before you and before your parents and before their grandparents where all these rules didn't exist. And you're like, wait a second, wait a minute. We got duped. We got screwed. Yep. There was a time before all these rules and they survived it or I wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. I remember that phase for me with medicine. I was like, oh, wait, yeah. wait a second, wait a second. <laughs> yep. People survived without vaccines. Mm-hmm. People survived without modern medicine. We wouldn't be here if they didn't. Yep. It's yep. a fucking industry. Yes. They tell us we need it so that we'll buy it. Yep. It's so fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I don't know. I it's it's really weird to me how there's like this uh, again, duality, right? Right. There's there's this very dualistic approach where um that this like if you're not with us, you're against us kind of thing. Oh boy. Yeah. It drives me nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I appreciate a lot of the advances that have been made in medicine. You know, um, there are, there are a lot of things that are possible now that weren't possible even like 50 years ago. Oh yeah. An emergency situation. I would go to a doctor if I had to. Yeah, definitely. But like this, eternal dependency thing that is encouraged is quite alarming oh yeah like oh my favorite my favorite oh you don't vaccinate your kids ah well i got vaccinated i'm fine bitch there were like 40 vaccinations for your entire child not even 40 i think it was like 20 back in 19 in the late 1980s and early 90s it's something like 15 to 20 vaccines for your childhood. Mm -hmm. They're up to like 200 now. They're trying to give these kids like a hundred vaccines in their first 10 years. Yeah. That's that's, it's not the same. Mm -hmm. It's not the same as when we were kids. It's not. Nope. And then we survived and we're just fine with the 20. So they don't need any more than that. Right. Yeah. If if we're using your logic of I got vaccinated, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Then they shouldn't need, what the doctors are saying they need. If yep. we use your logic, 20 should be fine. Yep. Now, if we use that logic with your ancestors, let's go back a few generations, zero vaccines, and they'll be fine. Yeah, yep, yep. 
And Boom. That, that is that is wild to me. Like there's there's this narrative that's like people just like <laughs> dropping dead by the hundreds all the time. Like before before like the How could we know? Yeah, yeah. The exactly. industry that profits from us taking their vaccines are the same ones telling us the story that all these people died. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's really it's it's really fascinating to see how like the morta- when mortality rates started dropping precipitously. Mm-hmm. It was about fifty years before vaccines were developed. Yep, and then it went back up with vaccines. Yeah, I mean there was like a uh, I've only seen like the um, I haven't really looked that closely into it. I just know that like after after they were developed, there was like a maybe like a one or two percent drop, right, in mortality rates. Yeah. Um, after a like fifty percent reduction, right? Something like it was huge, right? And but then like, like a huge drop when um, sanitation and um, overcrowding weren't a big problem anymore. People started uh, living more healthy lifestyles, and right? The so mortality act- rate was way better. It had nothing to do with the medicine, right? Right, and exactly. everything to do with lifestyle. Yep, exactly. Yep. Yeah. I was Fascinating stuff. misinformed. Yeah. 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 And anyway, yeah, we got a little off topic there. Well, you know, weird we moments. I, I have a sneaking suspicion that some listeners are having some mere moments. That, that's quite possible. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Answering questions. Mm-hmm. But yep. yeah, like, I think the, the great mirror is a sacred moment being able to gaze into this reflection of self and seeing who you truly are. Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> Completely stripped of all of your ideas of who you are. Yeah. Yep. Like all those things that you tell yourself, Oh, I'm this, I'm a good person because I do this and I'm a good, you know, I don't even know. I'm this, I'm that I'm gay. I'm straight. I'm Christian. I'm atheist. I'm anarchist. I'm, beautiful i'm ugly you know you see who you are without all those things yep yeah and i hope you like what you see i really do yeah because it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful experience um like i said for me didn't like what i saw at first so i changed myself until i did Mm -hmm. and that's my best advice for anybody who has or will have a mirror moment yeah if you don't like what you see change it till you do yep or change what you like yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That that's an option too. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that that one took me a little bit to get used to. Right. <laughs> if there's something about yourself that you don't like, learn to like it. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. If you can't change it, learn to like it. Exactly. Yep. Yep. All right. So I think we're gonna wrap this episode. I up. rambled and interrupted a lot on this one. That's my bad. But you know, <laughs> it always works out. It does. It does. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Waterglow Podcast. You can find us at podcast.waterglow.net. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, pretty much anywhere where you find podcasts, we're probably there. If you want to support the show, become a patron on patreon.com slash waterglow. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at podcast at waterglow.net. Thank you for listening, everyone. 